Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Randy Chapman, the lead producer and editor for the Color Gray podcast. This week, we are posting a special in our feed. Continue listening to hear an episode of a new Domino Sound original show, Hashtag Triggered. Trigger is hosted by Nalika Radway of the Raising Rebels podcast and Andrea O'Brien of the Cheat Code. Join these forever friends as they discuss all things in the media that has them triggered. You can catch new episodes of Hashtag Triggered every Friday, wherever you get your podcast. Trigger, 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 trigger. Trigger, trigger. Hi, Ann. Hi, Nolika. It's that time of week again. Time for, for Triggered. Woo-hoo. For Triggered. Trigger, trigger, triggered. Um, where we review all of the things that have triggered us. Well, not everything, because sometimes oh, that would be exhausted. I'd be overwhelming you with triggers. Something, some of the things that have triggered us um, this week. Um, so we like to start with sharing our tarot yes. with all the people. Share with okay. people. What, what did you get today? So this morning, using that new, uh, new World Tarot, I got the Ten of Pentacles. And as you can see, she is walking on a tightrope. She is security, Mercury, and Virgo. So lots of things happening there. Mm-hmm. And essentially, it was like you have what, like, you know, you have what you need. You're like, you're in that space of ready for the fight. You've been through the trauma. You need to now recognize if you're going to, how you're going to apply this thing. Like, Mm -hmm. are you going to apply it for community? Are you going to, like, you basically have everything you need. So in times of abundance, share with people. And Mm -hmm. in times of lack, make sure you're collecting the right things sort of thing. But it's like, Mm -hmm. you're already ready for battle. Like, you already have all the things. You've already Mm -hmm. amassed your arsenal. And you just need to accept your abundance and go ahead Mm -hmm. and share it and not act like things are going away. And so it's, and it also talked about the way I, the way we define success and abundance has changed. So it might've been material before, but now it is probably resources and other things you need. And so it came right on time from a conversation I was having yesterday about how I want to create this whole community. Um, yeah, like that, and we can get into okay, that. We'll get into that. Okay, we'll get into that. Oh, we get into that. Not here, but we're going to talk. We'll talk about I, that. I, honestly, that. that's so interesting you say that because I've also been thinking about creating, cultivating a community. Yeah, so, but that's fascinating. So you were high too. Not, but, oh, you were high too. Okay, cool. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. We got, listen, we are in, we got to take care of ourselves. It's important. It's we got to do it. makes us happy. Cool. So, what was um, your card? What was your card? You know, it's not the first time, not the last time, not the second time. It just keeps coming. You know, it just comes around. Oh, and so this often, card. just to remind me, you know, my, I got my first um, ever the three of card. swords. <laughs> this card is about giving yourself the space to heal mm. and to recognize that there is pain and like sorrow and that like now is not necessarily the time to be digging all into mm-hmm. it. Like there's this line around like, 
don't kind of like peel off the scabs. This ain't this ain't time. This time to just like let that shit scab over. Like don't just at it. lay out, just like just maintain and like love on yourself. And so last night, um, there were a lot of tears in my household with my my people because we're just like missing our family. Um and kind of and being outside and like can I mean funny enough, like the kids are missing connecting with new people like Hmm. just being in the world and like engaging with um new people some of them like some not everybody but some people and other people are just really missing family so yeah that's this you know sorrow so that's what we're feeling um so that's what i'm moving with so Anne, yeah tell us tell us what do you have for us so much i know so much i know Every week, every week, there's so many things, okay. but it's good. It helps the people. Okay, helps so the people. I'm actually going to start with a good one, like a, 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 a nine. Um, so this music, this a happy this, trigger, a happy, a trigger, happy trigger, trigger, happy trigger. So happy this trigger, week, uh, well, not really this week. Over the last couple of weeks, I have been discovering new music, and Ooh, it has been yes. yeah, it has been magical because it took me back to a time in the '90s when like neo soul was like. Mm-hmm. Every other week, it was like a new person was dropping. And only mm-hmm. like four or five of them still exist to this day because I have lots mm-hmm. of one album wonder people. But mm-hmm. I discovered some new music and then turned uh, my partner Jason on to some old music that he had never heard because it made me dig in the crates. So the mm-hmm. three new the three new um, bodies of work that I discovered, there is a group called or a woman called Yaya Bay. And I'll include the links. And she, I love that name, right. yeah, yeah, baby. And she, um, this the album is called The Madison Tapes, and okay. particularly this one song called Patterson Plank that I discovered because I was, you know, I go down a rabbit hole on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sonia Renee Taylor follows this other woman, the woman. So I pressed on uh, the quote, a quote the woman said, She's smoking a blunt, listening to something in the background. I forget what she's talking about and hear the music. And I can't she listed the artist. <laughs> so I went to you. the artist and I was like, this sounds dope. Download it. It's Yaya Bay. Oh, wow. Listen to, the, listen to the album and was so moved and transported. I literally, I was in a park walking oh, and just listening. Right. So right. right. so right. 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 Yeah. The second. Wait, transported. I was like, this reminds me of young people creating, just sitting in a room, talking and creating. And you could tell, it was like, you could tell like this was a group of friends. This one woman's voice is beautiful and Mm -hmm. a group of friends creating. And I'm like, this is the movement. This here is the, it it feels like, it feels like home, even though I know I'm probably twice these people's age. It was still like, this is what it felt like. I remember this. I'm excited about this. The second person is a girl named Jordan or a young, young woman named Jordan. And she is the cousin of some folks we have in common. Um, in Brooklyn, um, a oh, wow. large family of girls. You know, oh right. yes, yes, so, yes! I've been seeing this. I've been seeing this. So, Jason, shout out to the shout out to the, the whites, shout out to the whites. So, Jason, I'm thinking he's listening to Yaya Bay because this flowed right into it. He's in. The, he's out in the in the um, kitchen, and I'm like, no, wait, what's this? And I didn't pay attention to it, and then he played it again mm-hmm. in the car, and I'm like, these young people are they're 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 in a and it's um, her name is Jordan. And I think it. I think the album is called like "It Only Took the End of the World." Yes. Yes. yes and yes, so, yes, 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 I was yes, like, "This yes. is dope." That title is. Dope. That title is dope because how much that does that write? How like, much 
truth is there in that. Like, it only took the end of the world. And so, and then the last album, and I'll be quick about it, is, I think I'm saying his name wrong. Right. Giveon, and the album is called Take Time. And his voice is almost a little unexpected. And it's mm-hmm. a funky R&B, old school. I'm like, not quite Jodeci, not quite Joe, but then it's so Neo when he drops it, when he sings. And it's a, it's like a short, a short body of work and it's so good. And I was like, I can play these three on and just be in a moment. And I will drop all the links. Giveon is G-I-V-E-O-N. And I was like, I am, I'm here for all of these young people. And it made me rediscover a person named Joy, J-O-I, and her first album, um, and particularly her first album. And I was like, oh, she was dope. And it was like 19, and I, she was on video music box or, or video jukebox. So we used to have to order, oh. you have to oh my order, gosh. like order a friggin' what mm. you call it, video. Oh my God. And she had this song oh called Sunshine in the Rain. And I was like, that made me buy her album, The Pendulum Vibe. And that's J-O-I. And that album was so dope. And I played a song for Jason and he was like, yo, you be holding out on me, yo. H- how come? I was like, <laughs> I'm like, the song is from 1994. I didn't know you. <laughs> so I'll yeah. put all of this in the Oh, that's, I'm music. so happy you right. started with music. Yeah, I was like I'm transported so... this past few days because it was a hard past I'm few days. <laughs> Listen, I'm so happy that you started with music. Um, Mine are pretty, I mean, you know, just, just triggered, right? So something that I've discovered, something new literally th- this week very recently is this podcast called Busy Being Black. Ooh. It's hosted by Josh Rivers. I know I never knew this person. I don't know nothing about any of this. But, <laughs> um, it was like sitting, I had, I started listening to a, a podcast and you know, sometimes I'll put up um, recommendations and it was like sitting there and I read it up. I was like, I think I might be interested in this. I think I might be interested in this. And then I listened to it. I am hooked. Oh, um, what's it about? Josh Rivers. Okay, so Josh Rivers is a queer black man who grew up in the U.S. that currently lives in London. Okay, who is a writer and like a thinker, intellectual, and what he does on his podcast. So basically, busy being is kind of like a saying I think in London. I think so. I'm busy being yep, fabulous black woman. woman like, yeah, whatever. whatever. And so his is busy being black, and he's really um, kind of looking at himself mm-hmm. and how he's grown and developed in his understanding of his blackness and like his queerness and how it all comes together. And he interviews these like black queer writers, artists. I mean, like the 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 wideness of the people he's speaking to is like so dope. Um, like Black Buddhist, he was talking to oh, this wow. one. Anyway, they're all really good. But one episode particularly that really kind of like triggered me was one about um, where he interviewed the founders of a organization called Charity So White. Hmm. And what they do is think about how just push back on the charity sector, like the nonprofit sector yep. in all of their like systemic racism and like mm. how white supremacy functions within these organizations that are supposed to be meeting the needs of people of color. And one of the women on the um, that he was speaking to just spoke about this idea of data and how, you know, we use so much of the so many industries, particularly charity, nonprofit work, getting grants is all wrapped up in data 
and like data is going to save the like save the world or data is going to tell us the real story when actually anecdotal stories people's lived experiences as is as powerful yes you need nuance as relevant as the data data doesn't have nuance Um, you have to analyze it no people have to analyze it exactly and it doesn't tell you what you need to do in order to solve the problem and so it was really um like i said i'm Go and listen to this podcast. That's my boo in my head. That's my friend. Like we don't, you don't know me yet. We, we y'all about to be he friends. We really will. Y'all about to be friends. We about to be such good friends. I'm about to like. We about to be such good friends. His voice is like perfect. Um, and he asks such interesting questions. Like, I think part of it, um, part of it is I really like that episode and that it triggered me because I feel like I'm constantly. That's something I know. And it had hindered me for a long time to engage in conversations because I didn't have the data or the facts behind what I was saying or thinking and feeling like then it wasn't valid or I wouldn't be heard. And kind of when I divorced myself from that idea and like kind of pushed that aside as like that's part of that white supremacy, I have been so freed and have engaged and like helped people and been helped and like been in community in such strong ways. And I think the other part of it that it was triggering for me and a little, like the kind of conversations that he's having are like the things I, you know me and like, I want to talk around heady shit 24 hours a day, seven <laughs> days a week. I don't want to do nothing else. I just want to be around in the living room, anybody's living room, just, just talking and talking about the things and just, and just talking about the universe and our lives and race and class and, and, and sexuality and da 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 and hearing stories. That's like my thing. And during this quarantine, um, this We have not been able to sit in that way. I haven't been able to, like, that's like my, like, you know, the kids are like, what do you do for fun? I'm like, talk. <laughs> like, I want to, like, intellectualize. Yeah, just taking, and, and, um, some, and leave room for ratchet. But yeah, talk. Oh, it's all part it's of it. It's all, all part, part of, it. of the right. That's all in it. That's all in it. That's all in it. That's 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 it. That's us. Um. So I really missed it, and it was like, it was triggering for me, but in like good ways. In a good and also way. Like, um. So yeah. What else do you have for us, Anne? Okay, I have so much. I'm gonna go back to a trigger that we spoke about um, last week or the week before. Oh, P Valley. Girl, oh yeah, oh you got in, you got it in. Watch you got the it first in. First two episodes of of P Valley. So without spoiling, I didn't get to episode two yet. Oh, and episode, episode three is tonight. Okay. So okay, okay. first of all, first part of my trigger, <laughs> you see me wiping my head for those of you. I know, I saw you got you got high. I, watched I told it. you, I told you, I, I watched you. it with. First of me. all, it's in Mississippi. It it's is in, in Mississippi. Mississippi. We figured that out. It's in Mississippi. It's in Mississippi. Watched it with Jason. And also with my 16-year-old, Naya. <laughs> Whoa. Because she's rolling through the house, Whoa. interested. So the first... Well, first of all, question, did she look surprised when she saw a strip club or did it seem familiar to oh, her? Oh, super familiar. She, we, we here, we watching it. Cool. Trap, trap okay. music. She walks in. What trap we watching? We sitting down. Oh, so okay. right. there you go. all I'm going to say is we made it through the first episode because you know she's a mature 16 year old i'm open mm-hmm, with her mm-hmm. about sex and sexuality mm-hmm. and people's needs mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. you know are mm-hmm. not shameful or any way and people mm-hmm, people's uh, you know i think so, and it does it no, so well it does it so like well. it does it so well so it does it so well we get through the first episode and we kept stopping it and going these are real places there are black cowboys riding down the yes. street these are yes. storefronts that look you know, yes. dilapidated, but are somehow living, whatever. And I'm like, these are yeah. things that we have no clue and concept of, ways mm-hmm. of life that we have no clue and concept about. 
they're still very much American. It's an experience we mm-hmm. don't get. And mm-hmm. always, always recognizing that, wow, like there's whole sets of people and black people that we don't fully get and understand, but there's a, a shared black experience. Also mm-hmm. stopping it and saying, thank you, Lord, for living in a vital area where I don't have to worry about the factory left or the casino left or what have you. Mm-hmm. And my, mm-hmm. my whole shit is broken down. So we kept stopping it. So that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Then we get to through the second episode and we get to about five minutes before the end and something <laughs> sexual went on that was so oh, no. much that both she and I picked up our phones acting like we was looking at something else. <laughs> and then finally, she just got up and Jay- oh, you, Jason you, was like, I was you, wondering when one of y'all was going to say something. And I was like, well, I didn't want to seem <laughs> like the bougie mom. And she was like, yeah, we're going to still watch it. My daughter was like, no, no, I'm going to watch the show. But not with you. Like, yeah, we yeah, good. Yeah, like, we enough. good. And so I was like, I'm not going to stop you from watching it. I can't watch this with you. This is too much. No, that's fair. That's but fair. That's fair. I think fair. the thing about the show, and I don't want to give a lot of spoilers, is the absolute humanity of oh every God, character so on the show. So good. The dichotomy so good. between the church and the strip club. No. And when you get to episode so two... There's some no. real pastor shenanigans. Yes, yes, we know it's coming. We know it's coming. And the one spoiler I, really I will, it. the one spoiler I will give is he dangles in front of um, one of the main strippers' moms like this. I may let you preach one day, and as, a, as, okay. as an incentive for her to do something for him. And oh, I can't gosh. give the thing away, but yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's this whole like. The whole thing was triggering. Watching it with her, the church versus mm-hmm. the strip club thing, mm-hmm. everybody's mm-hmm. humanity. And it was also the, oh, because you, we don't let women preach, but we let women do the work of the church. So there was mm-hmm. a whole, P-Valley has a whole lot. And I'm only on episode two and episode three starts tonight. So I'm like, y'all need to, episode three starts at some point soon. I don't even know. Y'all go out and watch this. However that got greenlit, however... Like, whatever happened to make that happen, I really appreciate it. I know a lot of people probably had to work really hard. To, to get like, that together. The integrity of the story. You know what I mean? It was, um, someone on Twitter had made a comment around, um, well, you know, when you're casting for, um, Mississippi, you should make sure you get a dialect coach or somebody who lives down there. And then the writer clapped back and was like, I'm from Mississippi. The director, like, you just read them. Like, we live here. This is is the real, don't, this is the realness. Everybody I know talks like, like, there's things I can't understand. I have to rewind it because I, no, listen. Uncle Clifford is talking so fast that I'm like, Yes. I, I don't know what you just said. And just speaking English, let me go back. (laughs) Yes. But this is the thing. I think, like, more more people telling their own stories. Yes. It's so unfamiliar to us that when it happens, you don't even, even when it's your your part, like that's your story, sorta. You still don't you don't you don't trust it. You don't trust it. You're like, um, that can't no. They that's that's you. Uh, like, and then people, the, I appreciate that the so colorism much. thing with the main girl who's light skin and that, but Listen. she's also a British actress that was in Harry Potter for five minutes. She was at the beginning of one of the Harry Potters. It was a waitress he meets in a restaurant what? and he's supposed to meet her for a date. And then Dumbledore comes in and takes him away. It's like um, the Half-Blood Prince or something like that. And I, oh, as soon as they end. said it, I was like, yeah, she's the cute girl with the big afro that Harry was about to like, you know, about to get some date on wow. with. And it never materialized. And so because me and I are looking up who she is, of course, because this is also. Of course, of course, um, of course, yeah. of course. That sounds fantastic. So that was, my, um, that was two. That was great. Um, I'm going to kind of, well, I will say, 
something that um, my kids have turned me on to. Mm-hmm. So I like I definitely um, always looking for content that I feel like it, I want to watch and they want to watch yep. and also is like not like whiteness on steroids like you know like cartoons so especially I, I was like, or so like, you found things that are not whiteness on steroids yeah, listen so it's hard you yeah. gotta di- you gotta like but I am I am about this life so and I've like trained them up mm-hmm. so they, they're like when they find something they be mad excited and so there's a cartoon on um, streaming on Netflix called Kippo, the age of the wonder beast. And um, it's really good. Oh, wow. uh, it the It's really good. Um, my, I, I won't tell too much of it. It's like, but basically it's an alternative like universe. And the main character has been trapped underground for like ever. Oh. And um, like was born underground, didn't know what's going to like. Remember, like some kind of apocalyptic thing happened on the surface, and is comes up from underground, and because of it, has lost all the color in her skin, so she looks purple. And mm. the other two main characters are black. When I look through like who's voicing the characters, who's writing it, like you could just tell there's a like because sometimes cartoon, not sometimes, most times will have black characters or characters of color but really the story is still very much a whitewash story like how they speak how they engage like it's not culturally diverse in any way it's just like maybe shading (laughs) um and sometimes that shading is like real real light like real real barely like you could be but maybe not and this show is like dealing with real topics there's one scene with the main character she's feeling like a connection with this the other male um, main character and she's like talking about him and she's like oh my god we get along so much mm-hmm. and he's like she's like I really like you and he was like oh oh like like me like me and she's like yeah I really like you and he's like I'm gay <laughs> but it was like such a perfect <laughs> scene I mean they must be like 12 years old and he was just like I get it but I'm like just that's not, not a how thing. I get down and she was like embarrassed about it but he was like it's cool like it was just such a nice like this like, happens this happens in such a like a nice scene and it's funny and it's interesting and like you know it w- one thing particularly about it that was triggering um my oldest came and she's like you know she's like mommy i really want to watch this with you i really want to watch this with you she's like it has three main characters that i i black i mean i think they're all black the the, the other one i know her dad's black for sure and she was like I, when these things happen it makes me feel like you know, we've arrived. And she's like, I know it's not true. I know that's not real, but I feel like that a little bit. And it kind of was like one of those things of like, (laughs) like, you know, which is like, so like, great. Like you're aware. And then like heartbreaking because you're aware and then heartbreaking because it's true. (laughs) Like all those levels of like, um, but Kip, but, Kippo, the age of the Wonder Beast, is there, and I really do appreciate it. Um, and happy that you know I'm always hunting. There's tons of them. I'll share more in the future whenever they like come up. But yeah, okay, for sure. So my third, I'm going to give you a viewer's choice. Ooh. I have three. I have three. You tell me what you want to talk about. Oh damn! All right. We might. Okay, go so, ahead. I'm ready. I'm ready. Kanye West and Kim. Oh shit! Right. Second one nah. is Regis Philbin. 
passing away. Okay, get me. Let me hear number three. Let me hear my those first two. Right, it's a lot. Go ahead, number three. Number three is a whole community that we found called Christian Mothers Against Masturbation. Number three, number three, ding, 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 ding. What? Right. Are these black people? We don't know. We don't know. Okay. So in one of the ratchet chats that I'm a part of, that Jason and I are a part of, we share, like, you know, the ratchetry that we feel like this is the underbelly of the dark side of us and we can't share this with any other people. So it's four of us in this chat. That's Uh, great. Right. So, and then we share things and then we correct them like, okay, man, you can't say that. You can't share that. Mm-hmm. Then they're like, okay, is this safe? to sh-? Like, you know, we have evolved. It's been yes. years and we have evolved. It's been great. Oh, wow. No, it's been fantastic. It's been fantastic. That's great. But great. Um, Wednesdays is usually like our dark time that it's like, it's Wednesday, y'all. We just gonna go ahead and do this. Tough day. We gotta get through the week. <laughs> and we all need our safe space. We all need a safe space. Need like Wednesday, we, we just doing it. We just doing it. It's true. Go so... Ahead. Jason posts something that are all of these memes that you think are jokes about, you know, masturbation. I ha- and I'm, I'll, I'll put some in the in the, um, in the okay. thing, but it's it's like, don't press the devil's doorbell on the way to hell. And they're talking about a woman's clitoris, and they're talking about a woman like they're literally calling your clitoris the devil's doorbell. And wait, that, wait, slow down now. You got, you got to slow down. I, I, can't, slow. I can't slow down because so, this is how I was walking no, wait. So Okay, wait, wait, slow down. So you're going down, the, you find these memes. Oh, Jason finds these memes. He's posting He them. thinks they're fun. Who? He thinks they're jokes. And then says, wait, okay. let me look and realizes it's a whole true community of people that are convinced that masturbation is a form, a, a super sin, a form of devilry. Um, men want to marry real virgins, and if you've had an orgasm or if you've pleasured yourself, the, the, whole, the whole thing. So, and and the memes get steadily worse and worse. And so I will, we will put them in the links. But there's more, and and so the conversation around, and then other people in the group who were who was like, yeah, you know, I was I was in the church. This is a thing, and it was like. But wait, it's 2020, yeah. and it's just so... No, it, but doesn't the church... I got... Sorry. No, sorry. And this is the trigger, I'm right? I'm so... Get, get, I get don't to understand. it. Get to it. Don't you think that there is something there that you are so obsessed with sex and sexuality and how people... Like, why is this what you're talking about? If, if it's not... If it ain't for you, it ain't for you. If don't talk about it. Like, this you, is what you need to preach about? For you. To this, this level. This is where we need to spend our time? To this level this where level, I'm by myself in my own abode, and you are worried... That I am pleasuring myself, and that you're like, and you're shaming your right. children to the point where it's and and clearly, if everybody's doing it, then everybody's doing it. Then we were probably designed to do so, right? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something. This is this is uh, this is triggering. Think like this. I mean, it's not. First of all, two things. One is because I've been caught up in this way that poor my my friend Jason did, where you <laughs> like share something. Or you tweet something, you know, like you, you don't even realize it, right. but you didn't dig deep into it. It like resonated with you on some surface level. And you're like, oh, this makes sense. And then you dig a little deep and like, oh, damn, look what I done got caught so, up with. Okay. And so I don't, I, I get real, I the get real. I is get, the devil's doorbell. If you ring it, he will answer. I can't. And there's, there, and I'm only showing you that one. There, he sent like four. And I was like, I can't. what is I happening can't. right now? <laughs> so that yes i listen that's triggering like that right there is a lot okay right so there. Here, that, happened. that has the, happened that has happened the group is christian mothers against masturbation 
I just want to say something. I just want to say something. <laughs> Young men, it's never okay to, to marry something. a masturbator. I got to say, I was, having, I was literally, I was having this conversation the other day, and I do think it's true. All of us, and this is what is so crazy around what we're trying to do and what we could only hope to do for our children. We have been raised, we have been socialized, we have developed in, a, in places that are so sexually, I, I wouldn't even just say suppressed. It's like, it's just wrong. Like it's overstimulated, yep. understimulated, talked about too much. You can't do it. What you should do, abuse, power dynamics. We are obsessed misogyny, with sex, especially in the United racism. States. Like it's just... It's like, it's, it's, I mean, it's literally, I'm in Amsterdam right now and I want to say it's everywhere. Like there's a way in which you can, you know, when you talk, it's interesting because going back to you, you watching P-Valley, P-Valley with Naya, I think part of what is hard, right? Like why you can't sit and watch sexual content with children is because it's so unnatural. It's so unnatural. The way that it's like shown, the way, like it's unnatural the way that even when it's even when it's an um accurate even yes. when it's an accurate portrayal of sex it still is like doesn't feel right because it's, because not, it's right. not right you know like it doesn't it's a, like something about the power dynamics it's un, like it's just it doesn't feel right and in so you can't really engage with like you can't feel comfortable in it and i think so much of it has to do with how, like all of that is just about and what and what you're seeing like, on screen is the women. you're seeing the filter of all of the sexual trauma and repression and things of the male the mostly yes. male directors that put it on screen so yes. it's you know yes. i was talking about um in this vein i was talking with the grandfather and i was showing him this uh-huh. artist that i follow named i am muse who does you know art for uh-huh. i'm i'm assuming I'm assuming she's lesbian. I think that's how she identifies. Um, but it was mm-hmm. like this. These feel like accurate depictions versus what we grew up watching. Yeah. That was clearly the fantasy of a man about two women having sex. And it, but so yes, it's like yes. you really have to look at the lens of the people because sometimes it feels perverse in a way it shouldn't. Because what you're trying to mm-hmm. show is a regular act, but because of whatever is in your So, for Mm -hmm. example, talking about Mm -hmm. we were talking about She's Gotta Have It, Spike Lee's movie versus the show. The show feels Mm -hmm. much better than the movie. But I remember watching Mm -hmm. a specific sex scene between the main character and her uh, a a lesbian lover that she has that lives her life out as a lesbian full time. And she's in a relationship with this woman. And and the main character identifies, I guess, as queer. But she's not she's she's Mm -hmm. in relationship with men and women. And watching the scene, I remember Jason saying this still feels like Spike's version of this. This doesn't, and I'm, he said yeah. it, not me. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. was like, it feels a little yeah, bit yeah, gratuitous. Yeah. It feels a little bit like, oh, yes. I'm peeking inside the bedroom versus yes. this is actually yes. an intimate sexual situation yes. that would happen between these women. Yes. And I thought of it and I was like, interesting. And you know, mm-hmm. the first version of it, it the, the black and white movie back in the 80s, there's a rape scene. Mm-hmm. And so we were, I was talking about this and he's apologized for it and said regretful, he regretted mm-hmm. it and things like that. And I don't know if that's true or not true, mm-hmm. but it is mm-hmm. this idea of everything we're seeing is someone's shit on the screen around sex. Yep. And then we yep. get formed, yep. we, we form our opinions as kids based on these things. And so, yep. yeah, watching yep. P-Valley with yep. her was like, this feels... 
Yeah. All right, you got to go. And yeah. she was like, yeah, I'm going. I'm peace. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not here. I'm not here. <laughs> but back to the, the Christian mothers against <laughs> masturbation, it was just like, oh my gosh, how did we ever have sex ever in life? How, how did black people in the church ever get around to having, well, to having more kids? <laughs> well, listen. So I don't know if I've mentioned this in an earlier episode. I don't think so. But another podcast that both of us are listening to, but we haven't really talked about um, again, is Octavia's Parable. Yes. And um, it is a podcast done by two women, um, Adrian Marie Brown and Toshi Regan, where they go through Octavia's Parables, Parable of the Sower, and they're going to do Parable of the Talents and maybe talk about the, the one we can't find, the right? That never came out. The one we can't find. Um, and they do it chapter by chapter. It is again because you know, like this is my favorite thing ever to just talk about intellectual yep. shit, um, and heady things and like just whatever. It's like a conversation you wish you were a part of and yep. you get to be a part of because the way that they've done it is by like asking you questions and reflecting on things that, um, all of this stuff. So every episode is a chapter of the book, and so. The last episode, they talked about. Um, if you have not read Parable of the Sower, go, go, go get, get your, your life. entire life. It's, go get. We have been talking about Tavia and know. Asia Marie Brown at work all last week. Oddly enough, well, let me just say, listen. So, just if you have not read any Octavia Butler, you need to go do that. But specifically, you need to go get the Parable of the Sowers. It is not. It is not a happy story. But it is nece- it's a but it necessary. It is what's happening read. right now. So one of the things, <laughs> it is, it's 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 uncanny. So um to the to date to the, the date and date. time that she wrote it, to the date that she wrote it for the future. Her future is now dated correctly with all of the things happening. Because when you know, you know. But interestingly enough, what one of the topics they were talking about was this idea of knowing the future, and how the main character. Lauren um, is trying to tell her friend and different people like this is what's coming. Shit is about to pop off. Like we need to, we need to, we need to act. We need to move. We need to like get our lives together. And they're like, you, you think you can tell the future? Like you can't. You don't know what's going. You can't tell the future. And she was like, yeah, anybody can tell the future if you get past the fear and just look at what's coming. And it may. I mean, it was like gut. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because. Um, getting past that fear part so you can like people like you don't have to be psychic like it's not about being able to you know see what's like you know like you can just use your all your senses all your experiences and make an inference that's what we do every day you do that all the time you can infer if i if this and this and this happens or this is where we are right now this is what's going on and i don't and you don't need to be a Academic, you don't need to like have data like sets. You don't take have a red to, line like, from an X of, and yeah, use yeah. the clues and follow it. Just follow it through, literally. Yes, use your brain. You know, you know how to get to the store, right? You know how to like cook a meal. Like, use your brain. That same brain, you could see where it's coming. And I think a lot of time, you know, we're here in with my family. We moved to Amsterdam right as the. You know, pandemic. The day before the United States and, shut the I mean, shut down, the leaving. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. And people often like, how you know? How did you know? How did you know? And so much of it is like, 
You all I knew. Just, I wasn't a fr- like I, we all knew exactly. Everybody yeah. knew. Everybody knows. But the ability to look past the fear of what does that yes. really mean and act accordingly for you for whatever makes sense for you. I think it. I mean, people are still struggling with that idea of like, like. What happened? Like, is it? It's not even possible that Trump could be reelected. That's not even a possibility. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. <laughs> like, like, yes, yeah, yes, it, it is. is. Yes, it absolutely is. Absolutely is. Um, and regardless, global warming is coming. Like, shit is happening. And not coming is here. Like, shit is happening. It was so funny. Like, not funny. It's kind of sad. But um, I saw that there is a. I've, I forgot that it's mm-hmm. hurricane season. And then I heard, I was like, oh, there's a hurricane about to touch down in the U.S. And I was like, oh, right. They've been that's getting coming, worse. And, and they've been that's getting worse bring, every year. And yes. They've been getting, that's going to be a thing. And now we have this. And now we have that. And then it's November. And September, like, we're doing all of these things. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot. So um, please go and get your life and read Parable of the Sower. Um, and even if you don't read it, I will say, even if you don't even have, if you have not read the book, I think you can still enjoy and listen and get a lot out of the podcast, which is powerful um, that they are able to do that. And so thank you. Thank you, Malika. This podcast was produced by Domino Sound. You can find hashtag triggered wherever you get your podcast. And please remember to rate, review and share. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.